Hello everybody, welcome back to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson, I'm with David Thomas. Hi everybody, I hope you're all doing well. <laughs> That's better. Well done. There you go, Anna. I hope you are all doing well, not how are you all. Good on you, David. I sped it up a bit here because we have a lot to do today. Actually, I don't know what we're doing today besides talking about the fruit of the Spirit, which is kindness. And I really wanted to just say something right off the bat. To me, kindness is something that almost... A lot of the fruits of the Spirit you talk about have lost their strength. So when we talked about patience last week, we talked about how it's been sort of corrupted into being more of a passivity. It can look more like you're being patient, you're sitting down waiting for things to happen around you. Kindness, I think, is almost... That is lauded by most people. Most human beings would say that kindness is a a good trait to have. But I also think that in the realm of the world, kindness has lost a lot of its strength. Like, kindness has lost a lot of its, you know... People being kind is almost seen as just something that they do naturally. It's not something to stand for. It's not something to fight for, to be kind. It's just a sort of a passive, receptive thing. What do you think about that, David? Right. In answer to that, kindness for me is a tool. Really? Yeah. It's not, it's, a, it's not a fruit? Well, it's a, fruit that I can, <laughs> it's a fruit that I can throw at someone that has an objective. Ah, it see. has an objective. Ah, it's see. not just dangling there to look good. It's not just dangling there so I can do a few minutes, you know, community service, pat myself on the back and then feel good about myself and walk around with a naughty badge on my chest. A naughty badge? Yeah, it's a little naughty badge, you know, a little, little, no. little medal. You don't uh, know about naughty badges? No, that must okay. be a South African thing. Oh, must be an older generation thing too. Do you mean it's <laughs> like a scout badge? <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm not going into it. No. Right. Yeah, similar to a scout S- badge. Similar? Similar okay. to a scout. Yeah, a little, a little do-gooder badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree with you in that sense. Like, yeah, and that's exactly what I mean. Like, people... It's, yeah, exactly. People will just do a little act of kindness. And like you say, the fruit will just dangle from them. It won't be something that they use. It won't be something that they they push into a situation being kind in a strong way. It's almost like it's a it's a weak thing almost. Okay, so in, 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 in laying a foundation to go in and discuss kindness, I'm gonna, I want to just talk about two things quickly. Go ahead. The first one would be uh, just reviewing the understanding that um, fruit is developed out in the deep sea. We are deep water sailors. Mm-hmm. We are not sailors for the harbor. No. And the, the, the fruit is there to be used to fulfill the mission, which is spreading the message of the kingdom of God. All right. That's Isaiah 61 and that is Matthew 28. Going out there and establishing the kingdom of God in the world yeah. and impacting people's hearts. Yeah. So there is an objective value to fruit. Yeah, it's, it's not just passive on a tree making you look good. It's not just like the passive type of armor as well. Where you sit on the couch and yeah. just wear it. It's an active thing. The second thing is, uh, if, if you guys can remember the, the, the movie, um, Paid Forward. Haley Joel Osment. Yep. Kevin Spacey. Yep. Helen Hunt. I yep. know, I know, blockbuster. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know director if he jumped up and gave me a fright. I know, 
I know, David. That's why you like Stargate and I like Star Wars. Yeah, I've got some good clips on... I've got some good sayings on Star, uh, Star Wars, yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> Am I happy? No. No, I'm going to be angry. <laughs> Darn it. Um, okay, in the in the movie, the premise is that uh, the... the, the this young boy's teacher comes up and says, can you think of one idea that will change the world if you put it into action? And this little boy comes up with this idea that instead of, uh, of, of doing random acts of kindness and instead of getting reciprocated, you tell the person that's received it to pay it forward. And, and, and that just goes global. It just impacts people all around the world. In actual fact, this movie generated a movement like that really if you, go, if you type it into the internet you can actually find these little pay, networks right. that paid forward right okay that's pretty yeah, cool when i was doing research on the sermon and got the movie clip to show you know that's where i, I, I saw them yeah right all right so those are the two foundations from which we're going to walk on walk off from in terms of understanding the fruit of the spirit now the second the third thing i'm going to do now is discuss a couple of Bible stories. Yep. Now, when we got when when you finish with the podcast, go when if you're at home and you got time, open up your Bible and begin reading the story, the full story of these characters that that we're going to share about. Ask yourselves these questions: What did this person actually feel like mm. during his story? Yeah. That's a great, That's, yeah. It's great because a lot of the time I read the Bible and it's just words, and you just yes. read it and just words, and they come one ear out the other. They're not actually real people in mm. my mind, and I can't sympathize with them. So, or yeah. empathize. Well, I can't. The, the 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 first story we're going to discuss is the story of Joseph. Okay, so Joseph now gets these visions from God, rushes off, tells his brothers, they beat him up. Yeah, they physically. Gang up on him and give him a gang beating. Yeah. Right? Then it ex escalates. They want to kill him. Imagine the, your brother's wanting to kill you because you've got a vision. Mm, yeah. And then and then eventually they don't they decide one of the brothers, I think it was Simeon or Judah, one of the brothers, he says no. And they, they sell him into slavery. What yeah, that, yeah. did Joseph feel like at that time? Can, that, that is that is the that is the hurricane. How like you know almost the lessons there. Oh, better not share visions with anybody ever again <laughs> in my entire life because look what happened. My brothers beat me up and want to kill me. So what did the person feel like? What did the person feel like specifically at that time? Now another thing is once this event was over, did that person? think that that event was significant in shaping their character, their life, their decisions. So, so yeah. Does Joseph think that? Uh, yeah, I just, I'm just asking the question. Uh, what okay. did he think? When he sat back reflecting. Yeah. So he's, he's, now, he's now the number two man of the, 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 the ruling empire of the world. Yep. The number one empire, the superpower of the world at that time. He's, he's the number one, he's number two man. Basically, the number one man comes to him and then he does everything. Mm. And everyone comes to him and then he tells the number one man. Yeah, That's how right. powerful Joseph had become. And so at that point, when he thinks over his life, 
Did he think that those small events, although they weren't small, were significant in getting him to where he is at that point in time now? Mm. So, firstly, he gets beaten up. And he gets cast out by his brothers, his blood. Yep. He then gets sold into slavery and he gets bought on the slave markets by Potiphar. And he goes into this man's house. So you're telling me that Joseph is Maximus from Gladiator? <laughs> Where do the stories come from? <laughs> wow. Where do these stories come from? I never thought of Joseph. Like I never thought of it like that. Russell Crowe, but there, yeah. you know, there he is. So, so anyway, he's, 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 he's in this house. He then gets, you know, moved on by this woman. And you can think, think of Kingdom of Heaven where the, the, uh, the woman yeah. and that, yeah. Sibylla. So he, he gets moved on by this woman. He, he, he brushes her off and she just gets, you know, there's nothing like a scorned woman. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yep. She accuses him of rape. He gets imprisoned. Mm-hmm. All right. In prison, we don't know how long he's in prison. They get probably he probably gets cast into the lowest of the lowest dungeons. Yeah, it's prison, and it's it's he's old a slave world in prison. prison. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not, not it's the not, clean not, facilities. It's not we've PC got now. prison. Yeah. This it's just old world, old school. Yeah. All right. In spite of all of that, he never gives up. Yeah. He never gives up his standards. He never gives up his 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 his, his standing. He's probably his faith in God. He probably goes through all kinds of emotional feelings down there in that prison. Why would, God and yeah, all of that kind definitely. of stuff. But yet, his attitude, his behavior, his, his worldview allows him to rise to the top. Okay? He is Maximus. I wonder what his <laughs> nightly thoughts are when he went to sleep. Yeah. Uh, here, here was a man yeah. that had a valid reason for, for revenge. Anyway, well, on his brothers, you mean? Yeah, of yeah. everyone. Oh, and the, the woman, wife, the woman yeah. there, the, yep. the, the 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 one prisoner that forgot him for so many years. Yep. So Joseph's father dies, and and um, his brothers now. Now I'm, now I'm jumping the story quite substantially now. So after the famine, the family comes down. This, that, the other. Joseph, Joseph's father dies, and his brothers now start to think some serious thoughts the one thing that restrained that to them the one thing that restrained joseph's taking vengeance on them was their father yeah okay now they started to think the second most powerful man in the empire the superpower of the time has no restraints on him anymore mm. what's he gonna do i want you to read that passage yep. of scripture genesis 50 14 to 21 for me please all right after burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, together with his brothers and all the others who had gone with him to bury his father. When Joseph, Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? 
You intended to harm me, but God intended, David's thing came up, <laughs> but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Wow. Yeah. Look, look, look at this man's attitude. Look at what God has done in this man's life. Through major setbacks, every major setback was actually a development training ground mm. for Joseph to go forward. Mm. What would have happened to Joseph if he, if he had a developed negative attitudes and really started to spiral downwards in the prison? What would have happened? Or as a slave? Yeah, what would have happened? Well, he wouldn't you know? have ever gotten to be the second in command by a long stretch. So he still had yeah. that helpful heart, like he still wanted to What help. heart? What fruit did he have? There it is, right there in writing. The last bit? 21. And he re uh, I'll read the whole thing. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. What is the objective of the fruit of kindness? Okay. What is the objective of the yeah. fruit of kindness? I don't know, Dave. That's an interesting question. <laughs> it almost seems like it's... <coughs> Excuse me. It's a, it's a, <coughs> sorry, Carolyn. Uh, I'm sorry for him too, Carolyn. I'll have to blame the the, the, the winter winter cold. Yeah, it's the, yeah. You will have to. I'll try and edit it out. No, no, leave it in. Let the podcast <laughs> listeners know that you're human. <laughs> uh, it's almost. It seems like it's a tool for. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like he's 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 forgiving them without even having to think about it and then he's bring them in under his wings in a way but what does that what is the objective of being able to do that you see we are going into the world right yeah and um we are in the in the um storm yeah raging people sea. in the storm are suffering they're in prisons they're in slavery. They're in bondages. They've mm. been accused of different things. Mm. Sinners beset them. The enemy is harassing them. You know, and they're, and, and, and they, they, they're gnashing and lashing out. And we could probably become reciprocants of some hurt. Sometimes we're not even reciprocants of hurt. But when we step out using the fruit of kindness, it opens the door to the fearful. Yeah, I was going to say the word fear then, because that's exactly what they're doing, eh? I mean... Uh... His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves. Like they're incredibly frightened of what he could do to them. But yeah. when he uses that fruit of kindness, he brings them sort of back to life. He, he frees them from that bondage of fear. So that act, excuse me again, I'm going to clear my throat again. Uh, <clears> throat> you right? That act, yeah, that act <laughs> in the long run leads towards it is it is one of the steps that leads towards the establishment of the 12 tribes of israel because if joseph had wiped out his brothers there would have been three tribes or two tribes just his two sons that's insane isn't it that is baffling to think that the act of the you know joseph getting beaten down by his brothers and cast out by them in prison for 15 years which would have been so easy to do would be just to turn your back on things Make resolutions. I'm not going to give them an inch. They cast me out. Stuff them. I'm done with everybody. 
How easy would it have been? And then, because he didn't, we're here. An act of kindness opened a door into a fearful heart and established the purposes of God for the establishment of the 12 tribes of Israel. That's awesome. One act of kindness. That's, in, that's really awesome. Well, not one act of kindness, but a massive act of kindness. Yeah. He was kind to them. Yeah. Moses. What did Moses feel like? What did Moses feel like at that time? And once the event was over, what did Moses, did Moses think that it was a significant event? Yeah, so the same, the same questions. Try and put mm. yourselves into the uh, shoes of Moses or the sandals, I guess. Okay, so I'm going to give you a whole heap of huge chunks of Moses' life. Right. Uh, Moses' parents fall pregnant, give birth to a son. Every male child was under, under, under the sentence of death, mm-hmm. again, by Pharaoh, the world power of Egypt, the number one man of Egypt. Yep. Um, his parents then do something very brave. His mother does something very brave and, and, and weaves a, a basket, a floating basket, puts it on the Nile River, which is full of crocodiles and hippos, and just, you know, keeps an eye, gets his sister to keep an eye on him. Um, he gets taken into Pharaoh's household. He gets nurtured raised in Pharaoh's household, trained in Pharaoh's household. Um, he gets given back to his mother so that she can nurse him through his primary formative years. Mm. And that's where he gets that strong establishment into his life about the things of God. Um, so he becomes a grandson of the man who's placed him under a death sentence when, yeah, when, right. when, in, in Pharaoh's house. Now, what does a prince in a court of a king get trained in warfare warfare and leadership warfare and leadership okay now he gets his identity from his father as a baby he gets his training in leadership in the courts of pharaoh the best the best that that world could have offered him Mm. at that time he got the very best yeah okay now this this story reaches a climax in in this 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 conflict of cultures in in Moses. Yeah, right. Reaches a climax uh, where he stops an Egyptian from being cruel to a Hebrew. Yeah. He ne- he kills the Egyptian. Yeah. Okay. Now think about it for a moment. Yeah. All of this that I've just said to you. Well, hang on just a second. Sorry to interrupt, but that's no small thing. Like, he killed a guy. Yeah. What could have been going through his mind when he did that? Just just think how strong and well-trained Moses is. Because history tells us that he actually led the armies of Pharaoh and defeated an enemy um, from Ethiopia that tried to come in and smash the northern Egyptian and take over the northern Egyptian uh, land. But all of this takes place in 13 verses of scripture. So, so there's like a, quite a number of years taking place mm. of, the, of these events. Mm. So what kind of man was Moses at the time that he kills this Egyptian? Right? He's a warrior. He is physically strong. Yeah. I mean, to kill a man, is, is, yeah. uh, well, I wouldn't want to do it. No. But you got to be you, you got to be really strong physically and and mentally. There, there's yeah. you got to be really tough. Yeah, he was a warrior. He was a soldier. Yeah, there was a presence about him 
right? Because when he catch when 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 he catches the two, two Hebrews fighting, a, a little bit later on, one of them happened to be the slave that he rescued from the Egyptians. This this guy was scared that Moses was not going to kill him for fighting. <laughs> Moses yeah, was right. a, Moses was a fierce man. Yeah, right. Yeah, he must have been. He was a commander of the armies of Pharaoh, and he was battle trained. He had been in battle. Mm. Okay, he was a veteran, a, 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 a battle veteran. And he had a very, very strong set of values. So I want you to read chapter 2 of Exodus, verse 15 to 18. When Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. Now a priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. Some shepherds came along and drove them away, but Moses got up and came to their rescue and watered their flock. When the girls returned to Ruel, have I said that right? Yeah. Ruel, their father, he asked them, why have you returned so early today? They answered, an Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds. He even drew water for us and watered the flock. <laughs> I love that story. I really, really love that story. Now, the reason why I wanted you to read that passage of scripture is now Moses gets thrown out of Egypt crosses the desert right he, he, he walks across the desert yeah it's a pretty funny how it's just like moses fled from pharaoh and went to live in midian yeah it's just, just this just, little sentence so, so you gotta you, you gotta actually put yourself in his situation right there's a court case going on he's gonna be he's, he's charged with killing a citizen of egypt this this is serious so he runs away into the desert through the desert he's 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 been banished what was he feeling what was yeah. he thinking at that point in time and yet his values are still such that he comes to the rescue of people that are in need. Mm. Okay? This is how tough Moses was. You know, we often get the picture of these biblical guys as these soft, PC, religiously correctical uh, Truman nerds. This guy was a tough guy because here is a gang of shepherds. Yeah. All right? Farmers. Yeah. These guys are strong. Yeah. They're not they're a gang of them. One man against a gang of them. Yeah. Can you imagine the confrontation that took place? He's, he's sitting there under a tree. He's watching his shepherdesses come around, come over the hill and he's doing what a man thinks by just looking at them. <laughs> and then he's, uh, over the other hill comes this gang of guys and they start abusing them. These girls there start throwing out some suggestive comments to them and muscling them away from the water. And they were there first. What would the average man today do in a similar context look look aside just look down at their feet and pretend exactly. they weren't looking this guy gets up and he, <laughs> to me it's... Look, look 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 what it says here drove them away yeah what do you think that means you know nicely speaking to them you know this this lovely religious things now this is wrong boys this no, he drove them away. Yeah. Just like he smashed up and killed an Egyptian for bullying someone. Dude, I just think that like my the image that I have in my mind from that story is that Moses has spent, you know, days, probably weeks, walking through this desert. He sits down under this tree and he's tired and he's just like, Oh, I can't believe all this. <laughs> and he sees it this happening in front of him and to me it's almost like he's Oh, okay, I'll get up and I'll do it, you know. Like he's there's nothing there's no question in the man. He's just like, No, it's it's wrong, I'm standing. <laughs> That's how I see it anyway. Jesus was fierce, but kind. Moses was a warrior, but kind. So what did that act of kindness to those girls 
do? What door did that act of kindness do in that situation? See, kindness, the objective of kindness is to open up doors. Mm, okay. It opens up doors for you. You want to go in Isaiah 61? You want to go do Matthew 28? Fruit of kindness is used to open up doors. Mm. Okay, so... I think it's interesting that that fruit of kindness to these women is, you know, in, in, immensely kind. He's immensely kind to them. But at the same time, with the very same act, he's immensely... He's a warrior to mm. these other men who he drives away. Like, in an act of kindness... He gets up and physically yeah. imposes himself at people. And so, and so, you know what happens? What? One of the girls falls in love with him. Oh, becomes no his way. Wife. Yeah. <laughs> As if she would. Listen, listen I'd, guys. I'd fall in love with Moses, man. Listen, Jeez. guys, don't go out beating up people to try and fall in love with people. Now. Get people to fall in love with you, okay? Yeah. That's not what we're condoning, no. And then, <laughs> here at Lifehouse. And we then, don't condone that. And then... He gets a father-in-law that has the wisdom of a sage that speaks into his life. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so that, that that's 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 what kindness did in Moses' life. Kindness that was in him that he released against all that had happened before, against all that he could have felt. He released it, and it opened up significant doors that had a massive impact into his life. Wife and children, a father-in-law that gave such phenomenal wisdom that churches today are still using that wisdom in form in small groups mm. right th- today. That's, uh, that guy must have been pretty awesome. Right, another one, another story. Ruth and Boaz. We all know the story of Naomi and Ruth, okay? She, uh, Hebrew lady get, goes out with her husband, takes her sons to live in a foreign land because of, again, famine. Um... The sons get married to the woman of that land. One of them happens to be Ruth. Then uh, the, the father dies. The sons die. And Ruth says, well, what am I doing? No, Naomi says, what am I doing in this foreigner's land? I'm going to go home to Egypt where my family is. And she says to the two daughter-in-laws, go home to your families. And, and, and this is probably one of the most beautiful love stories. I love the story of Ruth. I love Ruth's heart. It's phenomenal. Ruth says, no, I will stay with you. Other one, Bales, goes back. Ruth says, no, your people will become my people. Now, again, the questions, what did this person feel like? Yeah. What did this person feel like at that specific time? And once the event was over... Did they feel that the, 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 these events that they made this decision of, where they exercised that kindness, did they look back on those events and see the significance of those events? All right. Mm. Now, Ruth's kindness, Ruth's loyalty, Ruth's determination with staying with Naomi, going back to a foreigner's land with her mother-in-law, loyalty. Man, well, we can talk about mother-in-laws to begin with, like... Yeah, yeah n- notoriously uh, oh, daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws. That's just yeah. That's, you think that's an old wives' tale? It's n- yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because you got mothers and daughters, you got mothers and sons. You got you got such a diverse thing. No, you got such a breakdown of the family unit because of all the rubbish that's yeah, going on. Yeah, well, like yeah, that. right, so, yeah. Anyway, so so she goes back in there, and that that act of kindness to her mother-in-law at that point in time. 
What does that do for her? What door does that open for her? Opens a financial door. She becomes financially secure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it opens up. She gets a husband. You know, Boaz. She gets a husband. Yeah, he yeah. starts looking after her. Financially secure. So financially she becomes secure. She gets a husband. And she gets named in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay? She, she is a woman that will be known by her story for eternity. Mm. Yeah. And what did she do? She just said this. I will stick with you. Yeah. Did she think that that event like you're saying, was that significant? What is she thinking now? Sitting in heaven there and there's Jesus and she's his great, 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 great grandmother or something like that. Yeah. Come here, grandchild. (laughs) (laughs) The king of the universe. (laughs) Wow. One act. That's that's fairly awesome. And you're right, like at the time she was probably just thinking, no, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to stick. It's not going to be... She's not thinking... This will get me placed into the Bible, this, you know, the written word of God for eternity. He's thinking, I'm going to, you know, do this act of kindness for my mother-in-law. And yet, pow. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it, the event that is described, each one of the events that I've described has not been an event that has been that would have been known outside of the characters in the story. Those shepherds that got beaten up by Moses would not have mentioned a word to it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it didn't go outside the story. It didn't, go out, it didn't impact the world community. It wasn't headline news around the world. Mm-hmm. They were smaller events. Why am I saying this? Why am I saying this? Because we today often think that to do something important has to be world impacting has to be huge no it has to be kingdom impacting Mm. and so like so so one act of kindness towards your brothers impacted generations one act of kindness towards a mother-in-law a widower impacted this woman's life that she became a foreigner yeah became a great 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 grandmother of Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. I, I do see do, I, you see do you see the world impact of this? Yeah. I do see I do understand the point you're trying to make as well that every time we act in kindness we are impacting as you say generations. It's not just they're not just flippant 10 minute heart to heart chats you might have with a person, you know, you're going through a checkout or something. Just having a simple act of kindness, how are you doing today? instead of doing the whole autopilot transaction mm. type of thing, that can impact generations. It's not doesn't have to be going on missions trips and 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 you know, or being a public speaker or writing a best selling book or every single act of kindness you mm. take every day has an impact. I mean like how, how how far forward did that get paid? <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. might have done something you might have done something in your life that you don't even remember doing. Actually Actually, I have a good illustration of this point. When 
my brother, my brother was getting married and I had just gotten, I had just become married, I think about six months before he was getting married and he was getting the guff from the blokes, you know, oh, old ball and chain, oh, he's so young, all that sort of stuff. And he was really feeling that, the weight of, you know, getting pushed away. And um, apparently, and this is something I don't actually remember doing, but he remembers and my mum remembers, I called him up. And I said to him, and I reassured him, I said, don't you worry. Getting married is the best thing you can do. They're your best friend. You can just hang out all the time with your best friend. Every single thing you do is more important with your wife. And that, I don't remember doing it, but that, he has taken that and he has done it to a few of his friends now because he knows that he was going through something hard. So when his friend was getting married, he called him up and made sure he reassured him. He paid it forward, an act of kindness, you know? So that's a, you know something that I've completely forgotten but it impacted definitely yeah you've got so many stories in the bible the good Samaritan <laughs> the good Samaritan <laughs> if story you cough. <laughs> look, look, if you want if you want to cough just get it out no it's, no, right. it's all I'm good no. okay. a good Samaritan story yep you know um, here are a couple of stories about like like our church what we've been doing as a church um just simple, simple, simple little acts. And for many of our church members, they actually inconvenience them, mm-hmm. places them in a position of inconvenience. Mm-hmm. But because of those simple acts, we do not really realize the, the generational or the legacy impact that those simple acts have actually affected. Mm. Um, you know, kindness, kindness. We had, I'll just tell you a few stories. There, there was a, two little children at the school where we held our, serv- uh, our church services. Yeah. They had their little scooters. The scooters were, were stolen. I got to know about it. I went with church money, bought, no, we collected money for that, eh? Yeah, we did, yeah. Collected money for that from the church people, and we went and bought them two brand new scooters. And the letter that that grand- grandmother wrote to us, you know, wow, mm. significant. Um one this, of our, one of our uh, members bought a sandpit for the school. All these the the little children. Really, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. All the working bees we we've done. Um, we did the staff room makeover where we just took out all the old blooming nineteen sixties furniture and refurbished bad. it. Yeah. We don't know the effects of all of these things. Like we 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 giving money every year to an orphanage in Manumar. Um We don't know what that's going to do. We we we. Giving, I, giving a, a small stipend salary to five translators of the Bible in Manumar, yeah. from from an old King James version of the the Qing dialect to to a, the NIV version of the of the Qing dialect, yeah. doing it for themselves. How many people will that impact? Yeah, I think it's interesting to note that every one of these acts of kindness, like kindness, to me is almost defined by not expecting anything in return. So we didn't go in and do this makeover in the school staff room, and then say, okay, now we've done that for you guys you have to sit here and listen to us read from the Bible for half an hour or you guys have to come and listen to our services. We're not doing it to drum up members. Mm. It's the act of kindness is just that. It's just a sending out. Yeah. It's not a, like you say, it's not anything, expecting anything I in mean, return. I mean, you look at the men's ministry of our church. Every single year, most of, because we're such a small church, most of the men are on the work group for our boot camps that we run. Yeah, nearly all of them. Yeah. And you know what happens? These guys actually pay to go to the boot camp yeah. and work. Yeah, I do. 
So do I. I know. You go there, you pay to go and speak. <laughs> yeah. Fruit of kindness. Yeah. We don't know what's what we've sown. No. You know? Um, there's a, we there's, do get hints of it. We yeah. do get hints of it by just the letters and things we receive. You read it on our webpage. Even this podcast. Even this podcast. You know, you yeah. and I don't have to do this. We just give up our, our time to do this. And oh, I love doing this. I love it too. I do enjoy it. <laughs> But we don't know the impact this is having. We don't know how many people listen to this and what impact that's having on lives and then children's lives and the act of kindness goes out. It doesn't mm. wait to be rewarded. Now, here's, here's the thing about the fruit of kindness. I'm not trying to big nerd us, but no. I'm just... We're very kind people. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, David. <laughs> you, you, kindness, kindness, to really... To really uh, use this fruit it inconveniences you 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 will find you'll find that the, the the development of the not the development the manifestation of this fruit will always be in a in a problem situation it will it will always be a bother bothersome situation a hassle factor yeah it'll be a hassle for you to to manifest this fruit mm. to exercise this fruit there, there will be a difficulty difficulty taking place. Yeah. It's a nuisance. You won't a Samaritan's do walking down. He's got business. He's on his way to a business meeting. And what happens? He sees a man that gets beaten up on the side of the road. The religious leader and the, and the priest also on their way to different meetings. What happens? Other side, other side. Samaritan stops, holds off all his business day, takes this man, inconveniences his timetable, inconveniences his finances, and then visits back, come back and visits. Oh, really? Explain, you know, on the way back, you probably visit the guy, have you checked up? Because he said to the the, the innkeeper, I'm going to check up on you. Yeah, right. Wow. You know? Yeah, it's it's true, isn't it? It's, it's so yeah. So, yeah. So you are put to trouble. You, it, it, you, you have to step out of your comfort zone to exercise this fruit. Mm. You know? And you do... <sighs> Well, maybe could you talk a little bit about... We're getting on for time. I don't know whether anyone yeah, minds. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. Well, just quickly talk about the difference between an act of kindness out of duty and an act of kindness as a manifestation of the fruit. Because I've seen people do it because they feel guilted into doing it. For instance, you know, say a church runs a thing where they are running a, a lunch day at a school. And you'll have a lot of people rocking up just because they want to give into the community. But then you'll have the people rocking up because they feel the pressure that they're not doing anything that's kind. And those are the type of people who would sit there and complain about it being an inconvenience. So could you talk about trying Me, to... Just, uh, I just don't go on, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> What's the use of being... But could you talk about discerning, like, not acting out of the duty? Is that even impossible to talk about? I don't know. No, it's not impossible to talk about. It's just... A big it's... topic? No, no, it's not a big... You just do it. You do it because you've developed this fruit. And the problem with the fruit of kindness is, is it comes out of you in the most difficult situations. And it doesn't, and, and those difficult situations, you do not allow the situation to change you or mm. to dominate you or to make, uh, affect your feelings. You affect the difficult situation. Yeah. Go back to Joseph. Go back to Moses. Yeah. You know, Ruth. All the, all the, when that fruit was manifested, it was manifested in a time that would cost you. Mm. So you pitching up on a Saturday to, to, to do something small and insignificant that's not going to cost you, 
I doubt that's the fruit of kindness. Yeah, see. The fruit of kindness is going to come when you don't want to give it. Yeah. The fruit of kindness is going to come where it's going to cost you to give it. Yeah. Despite all circumstances, you're there and you're being because kind. Because the, the objective of the fruit of kindness is to, it, it cuts down walls and it opens up doors where nothing else will. So it would be fiercely opposed. So you have a Samaritan helping a Jew and the Jew will then say to the Samaritan, why did you do this? We hate each other. It was a racial problem. Yeah. So it's like uh, in the in, in, in the apartheid South Africa, a black man and a white man, and a white man stopping and helping a black man in the heart of the apartheid era, getting him healed up and, and sorted out, and the black man saying, well, why did you do this? Mm. It's opening up doors. Opens up doors. Um, the path to God for most people is not a sudden Damascus experience for most people it's a pro- progression a slow progression and revelation of god to towards stepping into god now one of the boot camps we were at callan uh spoke these words because he was talking he was talking and he was saying to the guys um <laughs> sorry my alarm's going on no, that's okay i have to cough anyway <coughs> oh geez i mean holding that 10 30 so it's all my alarms are coming due oh no <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, so anyway, we we were talking about and and we were talking about developing a team and 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 understanding the journey a guy goes through or or man or woman goes through. Yep. Um, for example, if you're looking at Joseph's life and you're looking at Joseph on the throne and you're saying, "Wow, fantastic! Look what God has done for him." <laughs> God, I want to be like Joseph. Put me on the throne. And 20, God, and 20 God, years in prison. <laughs> yeah, and God says, "Okay." And first you get beaten up by your family. Yeah. What happens at that point in time? Most people at that point in time start whining, crying, and stepping back into their comfort zone. They don't step through. They start condemning so they, themselves. So, so, yeah. so, so, they, so they get themselves healed and they say, okay, okay, yeah, I understand it. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll go to the next level. And so you go to the next level and you, you become a slave in a house. And suddenly you get accused of all kinds of stuff. Bang, and you seem to be back down. Mm-hmm. Can you survive and get back up from there? Can you go you go further? Can you go further? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that so and Callan was explaining to this. Don't when you see someone up there speaking or someone doing something fantastic, you need to understand the journey. And this is yeah. what he said. Let me read this. That's good, eh? When You're you, a smart son. <laughs> yeah, doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> When you hear our stories here, don't interpret them only in this context of victory. It was a journey that began somewhere and is paved with many ups and downs, many steps forward and backward, good and pleasant times and bad and unpleasant times. But in the end, God came through. Right? So that's the, that's the journey mm. of people in the church. Good times, bad times. You read in Ecclesiastes, you know, time for weeping, time for mourning, time for fun, time for games, ups and downs, and until we get to where we're going to. I told you at the beginning of this where we were looking at the, the, the that the picture the Bible gives us is of humanity as a raging sea. Yeah. And one of the key verses for our, our church is Isaiah 61, 1, 2, 3, the Spirit of the Lord God is on me it's what the one verse that jesus announced his ministry with yeah and he has anointed me qualified me to preach the gospel 
of good news, good tidings to the meek, the poor, the afflicted. He sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of prison doors and the eyes of uh, to those who are bound. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, when someone has been smashed by their flesh and they're suffering guilt and condemnation, when they're smashed by the world's system and they've been pressed down and just destroyed, when Satan has been harassing them and you go to this person and you want to tell this person about the love of God, what would happen if the Samaritan had told the beaten, beaten up guys, brother, I want to tell you about the love of God and you must accept God as your Lord and Savior. And the guy's like got his jaws like across the side of his face and yeah. his eyes are puffed up. He's bleeding, he's aching, his ribs are smashed up. He would be really angry. Joseph used kindness to reach the guilty. Moses used kindness to reach the meek. Boaz used kindness for the afflicted because Boaz's story was a story of kindness towards Ruth mm -hmm. in response to Ruth's kindness towards his, his, his uh, kinsmen. Mm -hmm. The unknown Samaritan shows us kindness to someone who would have treated him with disdain. Now that's kindness, isn't that's it? That's kindness. That's where you get that. That's where kindness comes out. Yeah, it we've, comes out where it's an inconvenience, it's a hassle, it's a problem. We've talked about that. That the fruit is easy to manifest. It's easy to display when you've got people around you who are your family, people you love, people who love you back. But the real strength of kindness and peace and patience and all the fruits is when you're doing it to the the chained, the the brokenhearted, the mm. the captives. That's when it really is that strong fruit that is spoken of. Um, kindness, fruit of kindness is an inconvenience. All right? It is probably one of the most powerful weapons when, uh, when, you, when you need to speak to someone about the love of God. And they need, they re, they, that person needs a touch from God effectively the kindness you show them not what you say to them the kindness you show them is the touch that speaks, from God that speaks, speaks louder than words that will open up doors yep kindness through you they will see the heart of God in that act yep um okay so can you read that verse of couple of verses of scripture there for us sure it's colossians 3 11 to 13 the message the message and i'm reading am i reading actually from 11 or is that 9 to 11 yeah, just read the whole, whole thing. thing don't lie to one another you're done with that old life it's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire now you're dressed in a new wardrobe every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it all the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider, outsider, uncivilized and uncouth, slave and free mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength discipline be even tempered content with second place quick to forgive an offense 
forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Fantastic. That's great. <laughs> the fruit of kindness is the key to the heart. Mm. You want to touch someone's heart? Release kindness into their heart mm. or into their situation. And go out of your way to do so. Inconvenience yourself. It's the only way that's going to be shown. Yeah. If you are not inconvenienced, it's not kindness. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I think a lot of um, gifts of kindness, things like gifts, charity, money, you know, offering to do that for a person is one of the biggest things because money is such a... Everyone holds it tight to their chest, but if you say, here's $200, I just really feel... Does it inconvenience you, though? It, it can... Yes. It, <laughs> if it does. Yeah. If it does, it's the kindness. If it doesn't... Well, look back at that... The I was reading the other night about the... The people who all just gave, you know, a whole bunch of sums of money into this, I think, giving it to Jesus or putting it in a well or something, an offering to Jesus. Everyone's giving these big sums of money. And then this poor woman just gives everything she has and she just gives that Oh, penny. that's the temple, the story of the temple. Yeah, yeah. The widow's might. Yeah. You know, these guys were coming in, the Pharisees and all of that, and they were giving their offerings and making everyone see it and how much they were giving. And Jesus was sitting with his disciples observing it. And she mm. comes in and gives a... 25 cents yeah and that is all and she they had. probably all saw that and jesus says she's given more yeah than the rest of them yeah that's an act of kindness and strength and inconvenience inconvenience absolute inconvenience you know a lot of people try and appease themselves by thinking they're doing acts of kindness but kindness is there to open a person's heart door. And so you need to exercise the fruit of kindness in the storm, in the life of a person, at a time when they are desperate, in desperate need of that act of kindness. You look mm -hmm. at Joseph, Moses, Ruth, Boaz, the Good Samaritan. You look at Jesus, how he operated, yeah. how he would step in as a fierce warrior and defend someone and and be fierce against the attacker and then give kindness yeah forgiveness yeah and, and and understanding to a person that's that is that is what opens the door yeah so that is what opens the door so what i guess we're saying on this podcast is if there's people in your life who you're wanting to touch and you're wanting to display the characteristics of god toward them and you haven't stepped out into it now might be a good time to inconvenience yourself travel that extra hour pay to take them out to coffee go to their homes where maybe it's you know they've got kids it's disruptive do the things that are inconveniencing because those are the biggest acts of kindness you can display towards another person and that will as you said show them the heart of god definitely my friend <laughs> so yeah get inconvenienced guys oh that's the fruit of kindness yeah fruit of kindness wrap 50 minutes awesome Alright guys, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for listening to us. As always, check out our website, www.life-house.net. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear stories about your acts of kindness and how it has inconvenienced you and how it has brought about healing, things of that nature. Just send us stories, guys. We love to hear them. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next week. Cheerio, everybody. Mm -hmm.